If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their Oregon strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe Oregon strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Palm Pilot, the Time Traveler, and the Margarine Salesperson. We saw... Kate and Leopold, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How did this go big? We're gonna have a good time Celebrate some failure Not just be a hater Can't you know you wonder How did this go big? Let's wallow in the mediocrity Of subpar art Perhaps we'll find the answer To the question How did this get made? Hello people of Earth And welcome to How did this get made? I am your host, Tall John Shear, And today we are talking about Kate and Leopold, the Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman, rom-com classic, just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, what do you need to know? Well, it's simple. Uh, Leopold is from the past. He comes to the present. And then he falls in love with a woman who sells margarine. That's pretty much the basic premise. There's a lot of things in between, but we'll get into all of that. But I first, clear bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think she was a margarine salesman? She doesn't sell it. She's not in margarine sales. Uh, she works for a market is. research company she that is, is has a client. selling margarine. <laughs> margarine is the client. Do you think farmers? And Bounty so, what does is she a, do for a, margarine? <laughs> what does she do if she's right, so there? She's a yes, she does margarine market research for Farmers Bounty, which is a margarine brand. And so, what is she doing <laughs> for for Farmers Bounty? She works Helping for CRG. Do Bro, what? She works for CRG. She works for C- <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is 
selling. She's slinging margarine. She's not making. She's it. not like she's not a margarine Gelson's maker. Giving out samples of Farmer's Bounty. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that she is. She's she's selling. Look, the whole <laughs> end of the movie is Hugh Jackman giving an impassioned speech about how dare you put yourself out there. You're selling this garbage, this filth, this you know saddle uh, wax. Anyway, we'll get into but all that's that. Please not welcome. What she does. Well, she in, doesn't sell it. She sells research. Yes. And data Explain to that to Leopold, because when Leopold dealt her that devastating blow about what she does with her life, selling margarine, she had nothing to say. She didn't say, oh, no, no, no. I work for the company. She took it on the fucking chin and then she jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, my co-hosts uh, on this show are fantastic people who don't know a thing about margarine sales. And uh, they are Jason Manzoukas and June Diane. Well, uh, <laughs> wow. Jason Manzoukas and June, June Diane Raphael. Welcome. Please welcome them to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, wait, what's Hi, he from? Is he from? Wait, what year is he from? The eighteen hundreds or the night? He wait, is from, from eighteen seventy six. But okay. this movie is full of continuity gaffes because he oh, references yeah. Jack the Ripper, which happened in eighteen eighty eight. Uh, he also uh, has that big monologue at the beginning where he talks about Thomas Edison, but he hadn't even invented the lamp. Uh, Rudolph Diesel was only eighteen years old. Uh, Rupert, Graham Bell yeah. just got a patent for the phone. Like he didn't. Yeah, he, he's he all over the spot. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's his story. Well, here's the thing: like the movie is that is, is very much in line with kind of what my problem with the movie was. And listen, I love rom-coms. I oh, love yeah. I love rom-coms. I've been watching a ton of rom-coms during the pandemic just because they are such feel-good, you know, great love stories. What's and, your favorite and rom-com, Jason? What's my favorite rom-com? I'm going to say I like... I mean, I love the Nora Ephron movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of, Liev Schreiber in this movie, also in Mixed Nuts, Nora Ephron. Well, um, you know, that, wait, hold on. Movie, wait Jason. a second. I know Stop it is, the June. Yeah, great, I watched great. it because, I, specifically, June, I watched it because you, you said think? it was your favorite Christmas, Christmas movie? movie. Right? Yeah, it was Christmas movie. What not did Rocco. you think? It was it was. Good, but I felt like it was uneven, but it was really good. Uh, great actors. Really great, great actors, actors but like, like there was stuff yes. in it that I couldn't like figure out. But the cast is like Phenomenal. a murderer's Leah row. Is amazing. Le- uh, yes, Liam Schreiber is like I was talking to Devin, our our audio engineer, on, and we have been going through the Scream franchise. <laughs> Very, uh, very deeply in the last couple of weeks. And he's great in those movies. I was excited to see him Have you guys seen The Day Trippers? Oh, right. Oh, my God. Watch The Day Trippers. It is, if if not his first movie, it's one of his first movies. And it's it's Liev Schreiber, Stanley Tucci, Anne Mara, Parker Posey. It's like a it's like a New York indie that is so funny and so great. Mm. Um, anyway, my beef with this movie was that there wasn't enough. Like it's mushy. Like you were saying, Paul, it's mushy around specifics. They hey, they want to have it right. both ways, and it's also mushy. Like this is a time travel movie. I love a rom com, and I love a rom the idea of a rom com that is a guy from the 19th century shows up in modern day New York, and there's a love story. But even that, the rules of time travel are mushy. And I mean. I, all right. I this, couldn't this quite idea, get my arms around it. I mean, the idea of the movie is that Liev Schreiber has found um, like a hole in time. And the only way that he can time travel is by 
waiting until a certain weather pattern hits and then he has to jump through it, but he has to jump through it from great heights. So he winds up jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge through it. Now, they don't explain what happened. Like, they show it at the end a little bit, but it makes... They don't. They just they show don't, her... Paul. That's the well, whole they thing. Show they, her, she just, she poof, is gone. She just jumps but no, off but, the bridge. But when you, cut, when you cut back to her in the in 1700s, you kind of see her, like, feet, like, land on the ground. She, no, and she's, she like, running. no, she's, like, running around in, in like, Dumbo. She's we running around the cobblestone streets the, of Brooklyn. The, okay, so yeah. the portal that's referenced, we never see. We have no we idea never see what it. It. We never see. Like. It, we never see it either where where you jump into it or where you exit it. So the with the with Meg Ryan theoretically jumps off the Brooklyn Bridge, literally jumps off jumps the Brooklyn off. Bridge. We think we actually have not seen that. And, no, and Leah Schreiber and. Uh, Hugh Jackman also jump off the yes. beginning of the Brooklyn Bridge but and then is just magically now, in his apartment. My presumption would be this tear in the fabric of time would deposit them in the water. Yes. And, or whatever, whether it's going back, forwards or backwards, whichever direction idea, they're going. I the body of water probably wouldn't change. It yes. makes a little bit more exactly. sense. It's like, great. But this seems to be like, everybody seems to land just wherever they need the next scene to be. She she <laughs> literally lands next to Hugh Jackman's house in 1876. But her what? outfit changes. Her no, outfit it doesn't. slightly no, it changes. Doesn't. She, has no, lice, she has lace. That's I, the same gray dress. That's the same exact one? All right, because the continuity yeah. police have said that it changed just oh, a little bit. The continuity police? Oh, yes, I didn't know CP was involved. <laughs> you know, this is... Uh, Listen, this is, CP yeah. has a huge caseload right now, so they are <laughs> totally overwhelmed the and underfunded. The gray dress... The gray dress, and we will talk about that because if you do have extra money right now, we would love to have you think about donating to the continuity police. I know, Just, like everybody's saying defund the police. A lot of people are saying defund. <laughs> I was right there. I was right there. <laughs> we want you to, to fund the continuity police. So they say please, that the- Please fund the continuity police. Because they are a volunteer police. organization. <laughs> yes. And, and continuity dress. is so important oh as we're God. seeing in this movie. And honestly, can you imagine walking down the streets and going to see a movie and feeling safe there without the CPO? No, I don't. And I, knowing, I, don't. I simply can't. Knowing that that the cigarette that the actor is smoking will be the same length throughout the whole oh, scene. And you see, God. we are paying we are paying for them to be in the edit suites, making sure that even at, at, even in the post process, this movie is being looked at from a continuity standpoint. And please, guys, this. stop attacking the continuity police. Um, I want to. All right. So the dress at the end of the film looks like a modern two piece with a narrow profile in the present day scenes. But when she slips through time, the dress has a small lace rim on the top of the corset and a sizable bustle on the back. While her dress effectively changes by going back through time, her modern side part hairstyle remains the same. I could talk about her haircut. For I mean, her haircut. I want to talk about those glasses that she's wearing. I mean, she is putting on these but John that Lennon glasses. Style is coming back. That <laughs> the, style, the hair? that '90s style. That her choppy, her weird hair. haircut. Yes, that was like the Nora Ephron. That was like the seven hundred dollar Sally Hershberger haircut. Um, the, that entire '90s look is coming back. Which By the is way, I don't wild. mind. I, I I kind of like that kind of like. You know, I don't care. Like, it, it feels like, I guess the idea is like, I don't care I about like my hair. Style. Yeah, yeah, I liked your style. It's like, I don't I care about I didn't mind your style. The haircut I couldn't get behind, though. It, I, I felt I like I couldn't it, get behind it, your shirts. Know. 
I couldn't get behind her her shirts with oh, no collars. Yes, uh, she had like she seemed to have like I know certain people are like oh I wear the same outfit every day. Jason, you're you I have one you, of uh, those people. Yes, um, <laughs> but she seemed to have different colors of the same colorless shirt. Yeah. one as black leather. Well, one I liked as that white. she had like a uniform. Like I like yes. that I like that I she did, is yeah. you know and that it is you know like there's a way in which they are you know um, putting her in an environment where she's constantly butting up against the kind of sex. Uh, Bradley Whitford character who is just at his smarmiest kind of best oh, in a lot of these so scenes. Um, this movie, and- again, amazing actors acro- like, across Davis. the oh, yeah. board. Okay, yes. Viola Davis was a Viola Davis scene for about yep. an hour. So, <laughs> clear the decks. Here's the interesting thing about watching her. She takes that small role. The moment she was on screen, yeah. I didn't know it was her right away. And I thought, oh, I can't take my eyes off this woman. There's a There's a powerhouse on screen. In that tiny, small, nothing role. Yeah. It was it was incredible to see. Maybe you don't understand. It's against the law to leave it there. Are you suggesting, madam, there exists a law compelling gentlemen to lay hold of canine bowel movements? I'm suggesting you pick the poop up and throw it away now. I refuse. Respectfully. All right. What's your name, Fancy Pants? Leopold. Alexis, Elijah, Walker, Thomas, Gareth, Mountbatten. Agree. It was, it was, I love those moments. And it happens frequently when we do these movies where we will see someone who is now just an undeniable presence like in pop culture, in, in, yeah. Act, in, yeah. in, you know, in a small one of their first jobs. You know, uh, it, it's really kind of wonderful. I love it. And this one blew my mind. She was so good. And she, by the way, this is not her first role. Like She had been acting since 1996 in like NYPD Blue, Out of Sight, Judging Amy. She was in traffic. So this is like... Okay, I'm deep in, but I'm just saying, but yeah. again... But making uh, making the most out of a very small yeah moment. And, and making the most, but also not chewing the scenery. It no, was no. a, v- it was so well done. She yeah, gave agreed. Hugh a chance to do what Hugh needed to do, which is get the laugh lines. But then she was able to come in and get them too. That's a good scene. I mean, but to, to your point, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman's nineteenth-century clothes didn't change at all when he came to the future. He's still dressed just like he was in the well, in eighteen seventy-six or whatever. First it is. of all, like, I have. A, I mean, I listen, mean, I never doubt the continuity police. So if they said that her dress changed, then I think we uh, should just. No, I, yeah. I, I don't want to we get have to go with the CP. any sort of a situation. Yes. The CPPD, we I have to go with them. The <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I will say this. I just want to go back a little bit. The movie starts off in, uh, you know, in olden times in New York. And you're seeing this. I, I would say this movie does have these moments that go from like very subtle rom-com to like broad rom-com. I'll talk about that in a second too, but this opening sequence where you are watching someone with an accent that feels like it's that character from like a princess bride going like, marriage, marriage is between. And so, but (laughs) I think only does this character have that accent so he can say, because he's supposed to be talking about the Brooklyn Bridge and it's a great uh, erection. Uh, Like he's erected this Brooklyn Bridge. This will be one of the great erections, you know, uh, in world history or whatever, yeah. As the pyramids testify to the Egyptians, so my glorious erection shall represent our culture in perpetuity. 
Behold, rising before you, the greatest erection on the continent. The greatest erection of the age. The greatest erection on the planet. And so, yeah, so you're watching the scene, like the opening scene, the opening scene is a, a, a 30 second dick joke. Like, I mean, it is a, it's a boner <laughs> joke at the, to start the movie, <laughs> which by the way, the movie, which I kind of was like, oh, okay, this movie's going to have like jokes in it. Cool. Yeah. And then it doesn't really like the movie. That's the last one. The movie Not until does, is, the movie Spalding doesn't know Gray. what it. Yes. Because why, when Liev falls down the elevator shaft, he's he's dead, right? Yeah. He's got to be dead. You don't fall down a full elevator shaft and be pretty much fine. He, he, it seemed like the elevator was, it seemed like the elevator was maybe like a 20 foot drop. Like he he didn't fall fully. So I felt like he fell and broke his leg, but he was still able to use a phone. Yeah. He didn't fall all the way down to the bottom. But okay. by the way, my issue was that when Meg Ryan can't get on the elevator because someone yeah. has died on there or, or been severely injured, no one like there's no energy in no. the in the apartment building. Like, oh yeah. And and as a matter of fact, uh a man fell Your down the elevator shaft. Man. Yeah. But, <laughs> Your ex-boyfriend is currently mortally wounded uh, from falling down the elevator shaft. <laughs> And not only that, but I thought for sure, like, okay, we're going to have some other scenes aside from the elevator where because the the time has been time has been pierced, um, there's going to be other repercussions of like in a sliding doors way of this man's life. Yes. Stopping in yes. the past because, because Hugh Jackman be no isn't elevators. in. Yes, because he was the inventor of the elevator. The elevator. Now, no elevators in New York City work. By the way, how great would that would have been? Now, I also have an issue with Leah Schreiber's character because he goes back. He's the world's worst time traveler. He's running around with a mini cam, just like snapping yeah. shots, not even secretly. But why is he taking pictures of old like? drawings of elevators because when he came back here there's nothing to do with that i couldn't figure out why was he he seemed to be obsessed with hugh jackman's character literally he seemed to be seeking out i know why i know why and it's because the answer lies in the director's cut Oh, oh! So um, I'm going to play a couple. I'm going to play a couple of clips. (laughs) I'm going to play a couple of clips uh, throughout that. Kind of blow out this movie in a very different way. There's a seven extra minutes in the director's cut. It's not available to stream. You can get it on Blu-ray or, or DVD. But um, this is uh, the director. How, we should say James Mangold, one of the best, who one is of the you know who's made an uh, uh, like so many great movies. Um, you know, and by the way, since from then till now, you know, continues guess, to make great uh, movies. Yeah, I mean, now here's another person that was cut in the director's cut. James Mangold. James Mangold has a large part in the film uh, to establish Meg Ryan. I'm going to get into all, this is all going to come together. But uh, first, uh, I'll just play you this clip of uh, Leif Schreiber explaining why he is obsessed with Hugh Jackman. I found it. What did you find? A portal. A crack in the fabric of time. It was over the East River Cage, just where I said it would be. You found the portal. A portal into April 28th, 1876. I jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge and took a walk in 1876 today. I followed my great-great-grandpa around old New York. You know what, Stuart? You know what? 
I'm not your girlfriend anymore. I haven't been for a whole month now. You can tell me the truth. I am. Oh. And so that is his that is his reasoning. Okay. Oh. That, I mean, so, like, yes. that's. Well, I wonder why they cut that because that's actually that's kind of that, important. Well, that gives because that, that gives motivation to this. Uh, is there uh, incest going on? I think that that is the issue. No, there's no of, incest. They're just oh, between well, Ma- oh, in in Meg yes. Ryan and Liev's yes. previous relationship. Oh. They unknowingly. Yes. We're in an incestual relationship, right? Because which, if right, <laughs> which I and well, to be fair, to oh be God. fair, I will say. <laughs> what's even funnier is in my notes, I wrote the two characters who have the most sexual chemistry are Meg Ryan and Brecken Meyer, <laughs> and they are brother and sister. <laughs> I know. I was that like, goodbye on like, the bridge. I was like, let's yeah. turn these two toward each other. I was and like, see what I, was like I don't want to watch Meg Ryan fuck Liev or Hugh Jackman. I want her to. <laughs> Continue this banter that she has with Breck and Meyer. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when When I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. And I want
want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/bonkers at simplysafe.com/bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now, there's some interesting like thing I mean there's so many interesting things in this movie. I would also say that just to kind of just hammer home Leo Schreiber being a complete and utter idiot, he has figured out time travel, but yet he tells everybody about time travel. That's why he's institutionalized because they think he is insane. Like, know, just, just keep that keep shit to yourself. yourself. Just keep, a, keep it to yourself. And B, you should be able to explain your way out of this. He can't be institutionalized against his will unless he is being, I mean, it, the movie is, the movie is just, I felt like this was such a missed opportunity for a great rom-com. Cause I, I was yes. like, I want to just be into this movie. And I am not because you guys, I felt like the movie kept cheating. It's like, Oh, well, Liev can't hang around because they need to feel in love. So I don't know, put him in a mental institution. Well, yeah. He gets institutionalized against also, his will. Okay. I also think it's like, we're talking about this love story between these two people and I'm going for a long time going, why do they like each other? Who is Meg Ryan? Like, Meg Ryan seems to have no reason to, like, we don't even know who she well, is. We don't she meet needs her. her. pilot. She needs her palm pilot. Who gives anyone a palm pilot? Who lets anyone, it's like, would you ever go, hey, can I borrow your iPhone? Uh, give it back to me whenever you got it. Like, because a palm pilot is. I she left it in his place. Well, I was trying yeah, to figure out how long ago did they break up. That was uh, also. Okay. A month. A month. Okay, so it's it was been said. recent, so I guess that Palm yeah. Pilot was there. That is I my assumption, too. I would have also too. liked to have seen her use that Palm Pilot, that she was so eager to get back. Yeah. I mean, well, Natasha Leone, who comes in, who is uh, also a uh, young Natasha Leone, comes in and oh. says, like, oh, you got your Palm Pilot back. So it has been an issue, like, that she has yeah. not been able to get certain uh, information. Like that while, Palm we're, Pilot- while we're shouting out, like, uh, people in smaller roles, I'll say uh, Kristen Schaal yes. in the 1876 uh, uh, scene, party scene, really, like, jumped out at me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is exciting. Uh, and so she fun. was That's hilarious. Her first she was just staring oh, at yeah. him so so intensely. Oh yeah, she, she is, is very funny. She's doing this. great work. Um, but she wants she wants her palm pilot back, and then finds another reason to uh, go back up there because she needs the pointy thingy. Give me the yeah. pointy thing. She doesn't even seem to understand why she need like what the palm pilot is. But we it's a weird movie where it's you're supposed to meet two people, and we really don't meet her. Like we don't get to see her job until. She gets the Palm Pilot, and then we really get to see her and understand her in the first marketing meeting for the Marjorie. I've, yeah, I found what I think what was a little bit of a barrier for me into getting into this movie is that in, genuinely, I felt like Meg Ryan for one full hour did not want to be in the movie. Yes, she didn't want to be around uh, around Hugh Jackman. She didn't want to be around Liev Schreiber. She didn't want her brother there. She didn't. She didn't want any of this, you know. So there was no meet cute. There was no. I'm I'm now curious about it until an hour in, and then it starts to happen. That's when right. it starts to actually. But you don't. She starts to clock saying. it, and 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 it starts to happen. But but that's why I'm but, like, why does he even like? My question was, why does he even like her? Like you know, like at one point, you know, Brecken Meyer's like, you're in love with my sister, and I'm like, I get like, I'm not questioning. Well, I'm here's a why. the thing: the world of the movie. <laughs> This is where things are weird. And in the world of the movie, he has a sense of her. 
So he, it feels okay. like he has known her in the past so that when we see her in the photos, we're going to understand like she has been there. He so, even says, have we met before? Have we met before? I, I, so something feels, like that. Oh, yeah. So yes. it feels like he is he that meet cute or that kind of sense has already happened. By I the way, this is, a, this is the deleted scene because oh. she was in the opening of the film in that time period. Okay, so that again uh, makes more sense. Like, but I think the audience was confused. Because this is a rom-com with no meet cute. You know, right. like, like, and, and, and in, in fact, the more that, that Hugh Jackman, the more that first Liev and then Hugh Jackman are telling her, this guy is from the past, please look after him or please, whatever. She is like, no, I don't want any part of this. Stop calling me, stop, leave, leave me alone. Yeah. Get away from me. Leave me alone. Get out of here. And so like, it's there. I want those two characters to be inextricably like locked into curiosity about each other or something. You well, know, I mean, it she also has been, no faith. Listen, they they, sh- they should have opened on something with the two of them colliding and him yes. being able to use his old timey skills to help her. I mean, similar like, to like throw down a, a jacket over a puddle. Or give me like a, 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 a yes. chivalrous moment. And and for her to be like eye roll, like what is this? But still kind of like hmm, intrigued, you know, and like not so like because we're also the, I think the hard thing is we are tracking Meg Ryan's professional, like the main thrust of the story, almost equal to the ro- the romance is her um, uh, trying to get a promotion at work. We're tracking yes. this a lot with Bradley and- Whitford's character and and the the office place, and Hugh Jackman is just. Until very late in the movie, Hugh Jackman is not related to those scenes at all. No, they're, uh, you know, they're, um, they're, they're, they're not. It's so bizarre because, I mean, even the way she get he gets brought in. Well, we'll, we'll get into the margarine <laughs> of it all. But well, listen, this was, mar- I, I want to, I just want to. That's my main problem with the movie, though. The margarine. Is that, not the margarine, Paul, <laughs> is that. Damn it. What I think overall we walk away with is that. She can't, as a modern woman who's just been promoted to senior vice president, I thought she liked this job. Maybe Not I'm only crazy. Liked, I know she got the Sunday series, it. but I yes. thought that this was exciting. Took pride in it. Yeah, took pride in it. But the main takeaway is that that her having a like love in her life and a man in her life and this career was not possible. Well, she's basically said the end of the movie and this blew my entire mind, blew my mind. The, at the end of the movie, it basically is she goes through the portal back into the past. She meets him at the dance. They dance credits. So she basically is saying, I have just gotten the the thing that I want, the promotion. I'm the head of my company's New yeah. York branch. I'm Time the head honcho. The they keep bridge. saying head yeah. honcho, right? So now I yes. have to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, yeah. which is essentially the visuals <laughs> of that are very unsettling. Very. I have to jump I mean, off the so Brooklyn so Bridge. They don't even show it because I think it would have been too And live the rest of my life where I cannot vote. Now okay, well, that is bizarre. <laughs> And, and to give up her life for a man and her career. Here's the thing that I want to just just drill home to. I know that this is like a trope in all these movies, and, and I know it does not supposed to make sense, but I just started laughing thinking about the people in the audience. Like, that speech that she gives when she's on the podium and she's being installed now as the head of this, you know, company, and, 
And she basically gives a monologue about the movie. Like, I want to feel, and if a person from the past comes and tells me that they love me, I want to accept it. Like, and it makes no sense to the people in the room, but it makes sense to us, the audience watching it. I just want to see, like, the people in the room go like, huh. Like, they're, <laughs> like they, they are confused. I, want, I just want more confusion. And then to be like, then the next day, like, yeah, it was so crazy. She started talking about, like, how she was in love in the past. And then I guess apparently she ran off the Brooklyn Bridge and killed herself. <laughs> what like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the story. Body. The story yeah. is, like, this really tragic story of a woman losing her mind. Or the the New York Times headline that is like, you know, market research uh, genius gets promoted and jumps off Brooklyn Bridge. Like, gives, what is going on? a passion speech about time travel and love and then gives... So well. here's what I'm really worried about, though. So I thought that he, that that Hugh Jackman was, was trying to figure out who to marry as the Duke of Albany or whatever his, his title was because his family was running out of money. That's true. Yes, me too. Okay, so, okay. Didn't he say that? So that's what, that's what that we're all true. driving toward. Yep. Fine. But when she shows up, this man has no money and she has no money in the past. Right. Right. So Well, keep in mind, elevator. keep in mind, he's about to invent the elevator. And she is going to market it. She is going to sell elevators. Oh, so he hasn't invented the elevator yet. He's invented it in like there's a little model in, in his and he okay. he has so, a he has a speech at the beginning where he says the buildings are only getting taller. Right. Blah blah Our blah. Our legs blah. will not we're, be able we're to gonna, carry us. Exactly. We're going to need and so okay, he's I must have he, missed that. Okay, great. So she's so, not just running, yeah, leaving her whole life at least her So she's going to go out there and start slinging elevators. And make people. I, I don't think it, she it, is, Paul. I don't think I there's think so any too. sort of space for her there. It doesn't make any so sense that she wants to live in the 19th century. I don't understand why they don't just go find the portal and go back to the 20th century. And go back to that his house and open up that Or I guess elevators wouldn't exist. I, I, I mean, there's so many things. It's, can they do a long distance relationship through time? Well, I mean, well, I mean, she could just keep on jumping through the portal every two, Monday. We I mean, do we, every two weeks. We do, you know, uh, like it's one, like having fun apartments. Yeah, it's like, uh, but it seemed weird that he like again. You're talking about the issues of time travel. The portal opened again the following Monday. Like he's only in town for about a week, and it opens to the same day. And yeah. like Leah Shriver's like, well, I'll be there, so don't look for me. So I was like, hold on. I'm like, all right. So if you're, well, we don't see Leah, him at the end, do we? We do. No, but he, he, we he, do. Yeah, at right, the end, we see him. him. Yeah, at the he dance. Goes, he goes like, but he goes like, I'll be there. Don't follow me. I'll be there. Don't follow me. But if he's there, then Hugh Jackman is there too. Well, he, yes, because Hugh Jackman has arrived early. Early. Hugh so Jackman goes Hugh through Jackman's the portal. running around. Uh, Theoretic. Well, this is what the this is where the movie fucks up. Because Hugh, ja this is why I mean it's mushy because they want to have it, they want to have their cake and eat it too. Because Hugh Jackman arrives earlier than he left, so technically there should be arrives. two Hugh Jackmans, yeah. right? right? They don't play. They they're like we don't want to even engage with that, so we're just gonna make him like a, a, a Hugh Jackman Prime. He's either there or he's here. It doesn't matter, and that's nonsense. Well, so yes. he sees Liev at the end of the movie, and instead of following him like he did at the beginning, he lets he lets him go off and have an adventure. But I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait, wait, you've but... just stopped the movie from happening. No, 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 no. He is letting Hugh Jackman, the first Hugh Jackman, have that adventure, right? Because there should be two Hugh Jackmans. There like, should be, but there, I don't think there is because okay. 
because when Hugh Jackman there comes, are, we never see them. Both. When Hugh Jackman comes back and he starts to get ready, and his uncle says, "Who do you?" and he's basically like, "All right, which one do you want me to marry?" and, he, and he's like, "Chris right. Shaw," and he's like, "Okay, I'll do it." We've already seen that right. scene play out already. In the first Right, act. when he said, I don't want to do it, and he gets slapped in the face with that beautiful little slap, a lot of slaps so in the beginning. it's pretty weird that, like, I also was like, Hugh Jackman should give a, a, a speech that's embarrassing about love in front of his whole dance the way that Meg Ryan just did in front of all the partners at the thing. They should have both had these... Like these yes. weird kind that's of declarations, the thing, Jason. I don't think that Hugh Jackman has learned one goddamn thing throughout this. He journey. learned how to. Well, first of all, he learned how to use a, a washing machine, June, like a dishwasher. <laughs> a dishwasher. <laughs> and and <laughs> I mean that that they spend a lot of time on that. Like it really, really is. Really <laughs> it's a re, it's really a man's world that you can convince a woman to move to the 19th century for you. Uh, I mean, all right. So this is the way that Leah Schreiber explains it. Okay. This is the explanation that I think tried to answer the question that we just had, but I think further confused audiences. Can you tell me in short, complete sentences featuring no words over two syllables why exactly I am in these pictures? Probably not. Try. Because you were there. I wasn't. I would remember. Believe me, I would remember if I was because there. Because you're going to be there. If we get there in time. These are pictures of the past, not the future. Not exactly. Theoretically speaking, if you go to the past and the future, then your future lies in the past. And that is a picture of you in the future, in the past. But that's the that's as much explanation as we get, which just even watching it back is confusing. Like, I mean, it, like, yes, it, it is hard to parse. And especially because they deleted her from the beginning, it actually then makes it even more confusing. It's disappointing because if the mo- if the romance worked... We wouldn't be so con- we would we would be able to gloss over stuff like this. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if, if the yeah. movie were if like the love story worked, I wouldn't be wanting to nitpick the mechanics of time travel so much. But because neither are really working, yeah. uh, both That's are true. bothering me. Well, I mean, look, if, does I, that you make got sense? me out. You got me out when Bradley Whitford was just offering up edamame on his desk. How funny like, was that? I mean, a great funny scene, but also just a hilarious. Like it's like he. Passes at a mommy to her as if they were jelly beans or yeah, M and M's. Like, it. like it I was the perfect it. douchey New York oh, like uh, power move to be like edamame. Edamame. <laughs> now, was he? My question to you both is: Was he into her, or did he really think that she was good for the promotion? Because there's two things at play. Like, he takes her out for dinner. He kisses her on the back of the head. He seems to be inviting her to the house, and then he's like, "I'm going to give you the promotion," and she's like. I just am interested in the promotion. Then Hugh Jackman shuts him down and he's so embarrassed, but then he does give her the promotion. Like that also felt weird to me. It's like, he wasn't vindictive. He was like, you know what? I'm going to give you the promotion. And so like, did he, was he just I was also, I also was slightly confused. I think we're unequivocally, he's meant to be like a douche, right? Like a, a smarmy douche, like a classic Bradley Whitford character, right? Charming, but smarmy douche. But you're right. Like, I do believe he intended to give her the job. I do believe he was like, they, they, but I also felt like he was also trying to romance her in some way, shape or form. But I don't know if that like, was. I think what I, like, we were supposed yeah. to, I think what was supposed to happen was that he was a douche and he was just trying to fuck her. And, but because of the arrival of Leopold and Leopold's views on, you know, respecting women and, 
um, being a chaperone and, and courting and all that stuff. I think the movie was saying that he, that Bradley Whitford's character was changed by the presence of Leopold. OK, that, I think that's what was supposed well, to happen. I don't the, think that's hard, what happened. The only thing that's hard about that is the movie is also unquestionably showing us that Meg Ryan is crushing it at the job. Like, she's only making herself and Bradley Whitford look good. So how could he not give her the job? You know what I mean? Like, she's doing a great job. And, like, that was the, like, so there's a part of me that thinks of Bradley Whitford as being just a sad guy who can't, like, he's like, oh, I'm I'm so caught up in work. I'm going to just try to date the person I work with instead of, like, like, I, I feel like his... Like, I think that he respected her for her job, but also was trying yeah. to get her. I feel like a different version of this movie would have made him, her, that's her boyfriend, but he, like, it cheats on her. Or something, like, the, like the version of it that's, like, something, or he just needs to be a dick, and, like, she doesn't get the job, or she doesn't, like... See, here's the weird thing about the movie, though, is, like, because there are, I agree, Jason, like, the rom-com, the romantic stuff didn't quite work, but then there are some moments in the movie that are really dropped in and really like there is that moment where there Liev and, and um, Meg Ryan are on the phone and she says something like, I gave you the best years of my life. Oh, and yeah. He's gosh, like, great, Those are great your line. best years. And he right after he says it, he sort of looks like he wants Oof, to take it back. Yeah. It was, he's, and he says, I'm sorry. I think he says, I'm sorry. It's yeah, such a it. great moment. And it's a yep. moment like I've never seen in a movie like this. And I was like, oh my God, this is really interesting and fascinating. And then he is institutionalized, you yeah. know? And so it's... But by the way, falls in love with his own next door neighbor. That woman who takes out the trash has been pining for him. The woman who takes out the trash in the hallway is the attending nurse that frees him at the end. Wait a minute, because I was going to say, I thought he fell in love with the nurse. The nurse is the the woman who takes out the trash when he's walking the dog in the beginning. She comes out of that door. So, yeah. Gretchen is the neighbor. What that okay that so that again I'm like oh, I don't get like it small town and that, that yeah <laughs> that makes but that Gretchen is from the so Gretchen is from 1894. <laughs> 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 okay, that, I mean like that's a like that's a why that's a why make that why make why the, his neighbor together, yeah. also the nurse. This is why this movie doesn't work is because the it's super inert and then. Uh, just contrivance or convenience to smash people together and be like, see, uh, they're a couple now. No, okay, did we so, ever did yeah. we ever find out why if if Liev and, and Megaran were dating for four years and they were neighbors, why they did never move in together and see, rent out that other apartment and make? Like, I, what I bucks? kind of liked was that they kind of had an unofficial duplex with the fire escape. You know, yes. like it, yes. it, there was she a goes part of me down. that thought like she's, they she's dated up and for down four there. years. Why didn't they move someplace else? But I was like, I don't know. This is kind of New Yorky to me. Like we have like a we 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 live upstairs and downstairs in the I fire like escape it. between. And so much so that the dog collar remote is in her apartment. And so she can shock him. Like they're yeah. they're living shocking the dog. I did not care for. I did not way. like that either. I didn't a hard like that one bit. That dog also disappears. By the way, that dog could have. The dog is in the first act so prominently, and then Gonzo. And also that kid who comes over. Like they oh, introduce yes. a lot. They introduce like a potpourri of characters <laughs> that they go like. Eh, it, it almost. Feels- 
<laughs> like if it's like a bad improv scene. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of walk-ons. Uh, like, we don't need in the my kid. mind. Also, like at some point, Hugh Jackman needs to end up with that shock collar around his neck, and somebody's shocking him. To. Like yeah. you can't introduce to. all of these elements and then just not follow them up with something like comedic or otherwise with all of this funny stuff. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let me show you this opening scene, because this is a scene, this is another uh, deleted scene. This is how they introduced Meg Ryan. And this is why I'm thinking that this movie was trying to do a lot here. So this is how we were supposed to meet her. Um, she didn't just sling margarine. We met her doing something different, which is uh, working at a uh, as a focus group tester for a film. The mm. voice of the director uh, will be James Mangold. So here we go. Why don't they love it? She's not likable. She's right. Yeah, absolutely. She do some trims where she sleeps with her boss. Cut that whole section. Excuse, Excuse me. Excuse me. What what are you talking about? The movie, Richard, your, your movie. Oh, I'm aware of that. Look, I want to say something. I think Julie is likable, very likable in this picture, and real. What, excuse me, you've never you've never made a mistake in your life? You have no flaws? You've never slept with the wrong guy? I'm not the protagonist in a major motion picture. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You people with your tests, you are sucking the life out of American cinema. <laughs> so this is like a meta, a meta take on this, this thing. This is such an interesting movie. I'm so... Now, what makes Turned this more around. interesting yeah. is I, I went, on a, <laughs> went on a deep dive last night in watching this. Um, so in, this Wait, you went I, on the deep dive? June's I went on the deep dive. Jessica? G- great episode on Small Talk. <laughs> Listen wow, to it. If you've okay. not listened to Deep Dive, you're going to love it. Uh, there is a... Um, so this movie comes out in 2001. In 2000, Meg Ryan was accused of cheating on her husband... Uh, which is Dennis Quaid with Russell Crowe. Uh, and she huh. was kind of took the brunt of that. Like she was like, oh, she's no longer America's sweetheart. And oh. she was kind of in this <laughs> moment where people were basically like people turned on her, turned on her. So okay. this is like an interesting point of view because they talk about you never huh. slept with the wrong person before. Like they're addressing it yeah. oh, in this weird. opening scene. And then they're also, I think, commenting on what we just talked about with Bradley Whitford. Like, oh, cut out that moment where she sleeps with the boss. Like, yeah. like they're kind of saying like, well, what, why do we judge a woman okay, in a so movie like have, this? Yeah. I have another thought then. So then, so the movie, so then my big problem with this movie is the movie should have been about Meg Ryan. Period. Yes. Yeah. Right? And instead, this movie starts with Hugh Jackman in the past. He meets Liev. They're building the Brooklyn Bridge. There's a chase through 1876. They fall through time into the modern age. Like, we don't catch up to Meg Ryan 
until too late. Meg Ryan seems like the she's the meat cute, but she's I, not I literally really the movie. Like, what does she do? Who is she? I don't. Yeah, and I think then in the, okay, so in that case, I do think then the movie should have been about. I can't believe I talk about the margarine again, but it should have been <laughs> about have this to. idea of like. <sighs> A thing being a thing, meaning like the elevator that he's about to come up with is something that's useful and has weight and purpose and that you can describe what it does simply because that idea is sort of like sprinkled through the movie, like time slowing down, things having meaning, be having integrity. And it should have been about her journey with her own career and like life and love in finding real meaning and authenticity. Yeah. Basically, basically, it should, we, she should have been shown in Act One to be like, it doesn't matter what we, it doesn't matter what they say, yeah. what we want them to think, it, what exactly. they, we need them to do is buy the dumb thing, right? Buy yes. the buy the margarine but or watch yet, the dumb movie. She should have been, she should have been Whitford, right? She needs yeah. to be, she needs to have, she needs a to flaw. be cutthroat her, and her not have like a, yeah. Is like what Bradley Whitford says. There's like you're too male. Like what, like that scene where he's like you you just like you are like a dude. Like you we we like you because you are a man. Like he says that whole yeah. He says like you're you skew yeah. male. But that's also interesting because if that's the case, it doesn't make sense why he is like, like you really don't. Attractive. He says you like, don't do. I like you because you don't do pretty. Yeah, which, which is yeah. which is wild. That's right. a tough, that's a tough sell. To hear. But it's yeah. like, but that's also like, but that's also not like her character flaw. Her character flaw isn't that she's not pretty. Her character flaw isn't that she's like too much of a dude. Like she has nothing to do. Like there is nothing and for also, her to. Like, and not not for nothing. Like she's not necessarily open for love because her four year relationship ended one month ago, yeah. and her ex boyfriend lives upstairs. So like the all of the and also like if you're dating someone for four years who's working on time travel to that degree, and he says I did it. This guy's from the 1800s, and she this guy shows up and appears to be from the 1800s. Wouldn't you just be like, holy fucking shit, yeah, you did? She it. has no faith in him at all she's like uh, whatever like she like so you so you dated a person that you think is a complete lunatic for four years like just make him your upstairs neighbor just make him your weird make him kramer like it's like way it more, doesn't have to be an ex yeah because it's like to have this idea that <laughs> make she him doesn't kramer because <laughs> it's like why would you not believe this guy like you clearly see he's got a lot of shit around his house uh like i don't understand why he's, i still don't get why he's taking any of these pictures like i don't understand and like, then brecken meyer spends literally the entire movie believing hugh jackman is an actor who is committed to a performance. Yes. Like nobody, nobody ever, they basically, every time everybody brings up time travel, they basically, everybody in the present basically plugs their ears and is like, la, 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 I don't believe you, I don't believe you, I don't believe you. So that, and, mean, that means that they all are willingly hanging out with an insane person. Yes, with an like, insane person. Yes, and it's like, <laughs> and this person you just met the day ago, you're like, I'm going to go out on a date with this insane person who's dressed in period garb. Like, what, like, it makes me question every single person it's in this movie. It's such a high concept idea, but then the movie abandons it for a romance that is, Basically inert, in my I opinion. I mean, it's so but then weird. <laughs> I was trying to understand, like, why isn't there? Why isn't this chemistry popping off? Like, it, and there are certain tropes in in rom coms that really work. Like when you know. When the meet cute is something like she falls out of the window and he catches her and they tumble on each other, whatever those things are, there was none of that. I did. What not should have been that scene 
The first time they leave the house should have been when her purse is snatched and he chases on the horse. Right? Do you yes. remember that yes. scene? Uh, that scene should have done that, but it didn't. Like it really. It's, well, that it's was like, like that scene makes her almost more insane too, because it's like she only is really falling in love with him because, like, he can ride a horse. Like, like it, it seems like all their like their meet their their love is based on like nothing about the two of them. Like she starts looking at him like goo goo gaga, like just because he, he can, can ride move, a horse, he can move March. <laughs> oh, yeah. that. Oh, well, when, when he when he's like, first of all, how prevalent is toast in the 1700s? Like, because I don't think that people are toasting that much bread. Like he speaks about toast as if like, oh, the delicacy of my time is toast. And he's trying to make a lot of toast. like so, so fucking hand fisted well, to get the, the fucking toast like, in his mouth. That's like one of their first scenes together. And what, what's very strange is most of their scenes together early on in like the first act and the first half of act two, they are either bickering like mm. like because and like in a way that isn't flirting in a yeah. way that is straight up like I'm pissed Get off at this out. toaster yeah. and she's like how do you not know how to fucking use a toaster asshole goodbye take the dog for a walk and then he's like trying to walk the dog with her and she's like don't walk with me asshole go over there and I'm like what, like, is, what is this what does she even think he is because at a certain point at first she thinks that Leah Trevor is, is hooking up with oh, him yeah. Yes. Yeah. and then he's like it's a dude and then she's like Okay, whatever. And then, but then once that mystery is solved, then, like, what has she bought into? Like, I I never quite understood. Like, they never explain it. I never really know because he says, Leah tells her the truth, which is like, he's from 1876. (laughs) She goes to to the hospital. She goes to the hospital to see him. He's like, hey, do not let him leave the house. He is from the past. I know he's from the past. Like, let's go. And she does not. She, I never buy, like, any choice, but then she does Here's invite him over for dinner. Here's an example, right? Like, he, all he needs to do is say, that man invented the elevator, and that's why no elevators in the world work right now. It's on the news. And she should be like, that uh... should be all the proof she needs, which is evident. Like, all the elevators, in, we, we see her multiple times having to walk up all the stairs to her office, to her home. All the elevators in the world are currently inoperable. Hold on. When she, at the end of the movie, is in the elevator and she looks at the wall, it says Otis. It says Otis. Yes. But that's not his name. That's his, that's his that's uncle's his, name or his, yeah. his, uh, that's the man's name who is his, his valet or his uncle. I can't remember. Okay. It's, it's the man from the past. Okay. The guy, the guy who, okay. Who has been in a lot of different stuff. Yes. I know. Who yes. he, I, okay. But does she know that? Yes. Cause okay. he keeps quoting Otis. Oh, he, Otis, okay, okay, Otis right. says this or he, oh, right. okay, he, he yes, frequently okay. quotes that character. Wow. Amazing that Otis was able to stay that long. I mean, we're talking about 2001. Otis never uh, like that name really stuck around. I mean, it's it's I guess it's like Ford, I get, you know, on some level. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, it, it really it bumped me that she never like the, the movie has no exposition dumps. No. 
And as a result, nobody knows, believes, or learns anything in in specifics until the last moments of the movie when a, a, an adult person <laughs> has to be convinced to leap off of the Brooklyn Bridge the way, into the past. Take off the chunky boot, Meg. If you're yeah, going to be walking that's, across that's, the that Brooklyn Bridge. That should be a barefoot walk. Like, I mean, that's a barefoot walk. Like, or she, even hands and knees. I mean, I, look, I was thinking about it myself. I was like, how would I do that walk? Hands and, and knees. I was like, I was like hands and knees. I literally yes. thought it was like, would I shimmy across? Yeah, hands like, and knees. I, no. Yeah. First, like, she, get your center of gravity. Yes. You yes. Know, as, as low as possible. As low as possible. And then shimmy over. And Absolutely. And take the heels off. Take, take the, the Honestly, sh- take the jacket off. Take the scarf off. <laughs> streamline it. Be, and, yes. and yeah, shimmy across. Um, the... The other thing I wanted to talk about was my favorite line in the movie. And again, Jean, you're right. Like, there are, like, these really nice moments. And I think that there's, like, I like actually, like, there's so many subplots in this movie. Like, it has an abundance of subplots that either Breck pay off Meyer's or don't. romance? Breck, yes. Like, when he goes to the flower one. store and he was like, oh, get this flower over that flower. Like, there are certain things I really like. But the line that I love so much, and I wrote it down, uh, why does love Santa keep on getting my why does love santas keep on getting caught in the chimney <laughs> like I, that was such uh, uh wait was that at their rooftop date yes their roof yes. well it was yes their, their rooftop rooftops date. which should have been like the apex of the romance of the yep. movie it it's a, but it a, like romantic, a bad bachelorette date it's it's like they're both complaining Yes. They both spend most of that scene complaining about how hard it is to find love instead I'm, of I'm it felt falling like the in love. It felt like, to me, it felt like the Bachelorette was like, I'm here for the right reasons. Well, are you here for the right reasons? Like, I think I am. It's like, you always, whenever I watch that show, I'm like, why aren't we talking about each other? You're just talking about this show. Like, and that's what I felt like they were doing in this moment. They just were not like... They weren't enjoying the connection. They were just talking about how they are not going to be connected at all. Everybody was so self-absorbed that, yeah. like, I felt like, well, that this is why. And they didn't learn to be, like, like better at uh, or curious about, you know, each other. Or there, there well, wasn't the a moment. Well, that's the other thing that I thought could have been, like, an interesting movie. And I thought maybe that's where we were going at some point, which was not not the other way to go is that Meg Ryan is a woman work you know doing market research working for these brands who's convinced romance is dead great and you yes. know and then this guy shows up and he has a different approach and he sweeps her off her feet and he's putting her coat on her, all this stuff and she then believes in romance again but she was so it just didn't hit the ro- that romance piece and it really needed to be in that scene you know, where she doesn't really know how to dance, but he's not really teaching her. It just... Um, Both of them just want capital L love. And yeah. for people their age, that doesn't make any sense. You know well, what I mean? Like like, like, like uh, romancing the stone. Kathleen Turner, hopelessly single, but is prolific romance writer who is writing these love stories that she always wants to live and then lives out that love story, you know, and has that adventure and has that. Which, by that. the way, looks like that new Channing Tatum uh, Cinder Bullock oh. movie, which I'm excited about. Oh, is that right? I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, like you're exactly right, June. Like her, uh, uh, Meg Ryan's character setup should have, well, should they have introduced been Natasha a good Leon. puzzle fit. Like for, Natasha yeah. Leone yeah. comes in 
like crying. And she's like, what? Yeah, reading a romance. I'm like, oh, because at oh, this yeah. point we don't know what she does. I'm like, oh, she works at a romance. Not, like she writes, she is a publisher. And this is going to like, this story is going to be the next big hit. Like I'm looking at like the elf story, like the movie Elf. Sure. Like, I'm but like, she, okay. She's like being mercenary about it and is like, great, we'll sell them on this. We'll sell them well, on that. Because, because love, later, is, love is a tr- love is fake. And then la- later when we see Gretchen, the hospital attendant who is like assigned to uh, Liev, she's also reading a romance novel as well. Like the, the romance, the, she's like just sitting on a little, like it's a little cutaway, but it's like, so everyone in this world is looking for love. I think what's frustrating us, because we are really frustrated with the movie. <laughs> I, th- I feel like, and forgive me, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I, I feel like what's frustrating for me at least is this movie has so many good actors, good ideas that it should work. And the fact that it doesn't is actually annoying. Like you don't get to have all of these players and all of this interesting stuff and still manage to not convince me that this is a coherent love, a rom-com love story. And and it fails. Here's the difficult thing. Like, Meg Ryan is being so Meg Ryan in the best of ways when she is, when it's related to her job. So like that moment where he does, you know, he does the voice and he gets, she comes up with a brilliant idea of having him do the campaign and she walks out on the street and she's jumping around and bouncing around and being so Meg Ryan and so adorable. The movie like is lifted in those moments because she's experiencing real joy, but we never see that with him. No, yeah. he, he like, uh, but he does do the thing that I've been wanting. I think I mentioned it on this show, the total absolute freak out of being in this time period, which I, I do appreciate like, Hey, he did come from the 1700s. Like let's have him really get fucking freaked out. But he only gets freaked out by seeing different people of colors and, and ages. Like when he walks in the street, he's like, ah, oh, yeah. he only gets freaked out once. Like <laughs> I would have learned again, this is a fish people, out of water. People yeah. should not be the thing he's scared of. He should be scared of like cars, airplanes, subways, yeah. Not, oh my God, uh, this old person, <laughs> children. Like I would have liked it if <laughs> he was. Alien. So you know the scene in, where there's a kid enters, there's just a child enters the apartment. Yes. And starts, <laughs> yes. you know, is like, oh, I come here on whatever Wednesdays and watch TV with Stuart, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but Stuart's not there. Hugh Jackman is. Okay. And then Brecken Meyer shows up through the window. Um, and Hugh Jackman is like d- telling the kid a story, like acting out a story. Right. And it's like really funny. And the kid is really enjoying it. The, ver- the version of the movie that would have made more sense for the movie would be the kid is explaining to Hugh Jackman what TV is. Yes. What? Not okay, that Hugh so Jackman is explaining. Is, not Pirates that Hugh Jackman Penzance. is telling him a great story, mm-hmm. but that the kid is like, OK, so this is the price is right. This is how it works. Right. Or what, you know, whatever, you know, like um, explaining that, like Survivor or something so that, crazy that, to him. That, that is that, that that again, reminding us Hugh Jackman should not be having constantly be winning. He's always winning, no, but he puts he's on a, a turtleneck without any hesitation. He's wearing a different jacket. And he's, like, he he's great in. at dating. He's great. At, he fits into the modern world effortlessly and and so smoothly in a way that most of the people in the modern world are struggling with it. You know, well, I, well, I, I would tell you this. Like you said the word frustrating, and I think the movie can really be summed up. Like this is how the movie goes about. The way that Hugh Jackman problem solves is the way that the movie goes about problem solving, which makes no sense, which is. Hugh Jackman wants to write her a letter. So what does he do? 
He finds uh, a, a pheasant feather in her house and then takes pens yeah. and breaks the pens yep. and puts the ink in a glass and then uses the feather to dip into the he ink. He cuts the feather into uh, so that he makes a quill. He yes. makes a quill. But yet he knew enough that there yeah. were pens that he could have written with a pen. Like there is no difference. Like he could still write with the calligraphy that he wanted because his handwriting would be ultimately the same. He knew what a pen was. He had a, he had access yeah. to a pen, but yet he goes about it in a right. very convoluted way. And you're like, well, yeah, and I guess that makes that, sense. Not only that, to double up on how convoluted it is, he leaves her the note. And then when she gets up in the morning and Breck and Meyer is like, hey, here's the paper. Here's a coffee. And the note is there with the paper and the coffee. She's like, oh, no, I got to go to work. And she leaves and doesn't even see the note. And Breck and Meyer doesn't say, hey, there's a note for you. He instead follows her down to the sidewalk and sneaks the note into her briefcase. <laughs> why? Why? Why not just say Leopold left this note I for don't you? No. Because she needed like, to open it in the middle of a very crucial moment. And uh, by the way, also... But they play I, the same thing with the photos when she's giving her speech. There's so much, like, needless... Setting up. <laughs> yeah, like, just, like, he, there's... The movie never says, like... And again, we wouldn't be complaining about this if we loved their connection. And we were sold by the movie's kind of... The character's journey, right? But because uh, we're not... With the 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 plot makes starts to seem like really rickety and crazy. I, I just want to talk about one other thing that like again needless weird things, which is when he's auditioning to do the margarine spokesman. Uh, they they allude to the fact <laughs> that the um, the test group is watching a live feed of the auditions. Like, yeah. it, like, like he is getting into place and they go, oh, they, he, they love the jacket. They love the jacket. Like he hasn't even, like he's getting mic'd up and ready to go on camera. And they're, they're watching like raw footage. Like it seems like a terrible testing environment. Like to be like, we're just going to have raw footage on. And they're like, oh, they're, they're, they're engaged now. They're very engaged. I just didn't even understand the world yeah. of the commercials or anything at all. Like, what are we doing? Wouldn't it have been so much better if Meg Ryan jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, went through the portal, land, like comes up in the water, has to soaking wet, go to the party, and shows up so, soaking wet at his big fancy 19th century party. And now it's Looking like that's mess. this big moment. Okay, you know? I, I have my pitch. I like that. I like that pitch too, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a better pitch. Here's my pitch. Yeah. The margarine is phenomenal, right? Okay. Everyone loves the margarine. She go. She does her speech. She jumps off the Brooklyn Bridge, but she has some of that margarine in her pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she lands back in 1776. They go there and they go, you're no one. You're, I'm from Massapequa. They go, what do you do? She's like, I, uh, uh, and she pats herself down. I make this. And then they go, oh, margarine. And they're all so excited because they never had margarine before. <laughs> and then everyone goes in. They, See, like, so you I want- thought, what I thought you were going to say is that she pulls the Palm Pilot out of her, her, oh. out of her pocket. But then is like, I don't have the pointy thing. There you go. That, that would have <laughs> been it right there. It. Credits. That would have been it right there. Do, 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 do credits. Um, obviously, we had an opinion about this movie, but there are people out there with a different opinion. Uh, let's go to Amazon right now for some second opinions. Yet this person recommends it Tell me what is the message Maybe that art is subjective 
objective. I need a second opinion. Thank you, John Lejoie. All right, the average rating of this film is 4.7 out of 5 stars. 80% of these reviews wow. are 5-star reviews. Only 1% is a one-star review, and there are 4,000 reviews on Amazon. This is a very highly rated film. Uh, Noggins writes this. Um, the title? Kenny, Kenny Noggins? Kenny Noggins. <laughs> uh, the, the title is Interesting Information. <laughs> Love it for the information on the Louvre. Five oh stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Just, that's like, all right. There Which is, is a like a 15-second throwaway two lines. That's really funny. Uh, this one here, um, title, great movie, review, for the grandchildren, five stars. Huh. <laughs> Just what? for the grandchildren, no period, nothing. <laughs> for the grandchildren. C. Morrison gave it five out of five stars. And the uh, the title is, if you find your soulmate, how much are you willing to sacrifice not exactly when Harry met Sally, but still Meg Ryan in another romantic role. And what can I say about Hugh Jackman? Plenty, but I'd be censored. Oh, Wink. Oh my God. And then, and then this is this is a. Uh, I guess this is the last one I'll read. Um, this one is from uh, <laughs> Ashley. Uh, it's called Old Fashioned Romance with a lot of good humor and good clean fun. She wrote, I love this movie. It has old fashioned romance with humor and includes some history of the Brooklyn Bridge. Five stars. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> This person's like, oh, this is part documentary about the Brooklyn Bridge. I, mean, I would say that the information about the Brooklyn Bridge is not suspect. Uh, yeah, suspect uh, at best. Uh, uh, like, it it is. really is and just I a boner a bridge, joke. I am a yes, I'm a bridge. Uh, the bridge snob. How would, how would I describe myself? Too too short. <laughs> I I do love learning about bridges, and I love bridges. <laughs> I do. Oh, 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 I see. You're, we have been you're... married for over a decade. You love learning about bridges. Yeah. Wow. This is a huge. Yeah. How did this get made reveal? <laughs> I do. And so I was actually like, my ears perked up around the bridge talk. Oh and my god! Oh. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't. I don't That's know the that t-shirt. This is uh, true. I love it's, a, it. it's the Brooklyn Bridge with like no, June's honestly, outline over okay, it. So I love weirdly, bridges. Weirdly, I did connect to Hugh Jackman there when he was looking at the bridge and was like, it's still standing. I oh mean, yeah, I, I thought that, that was way. cool. I thought that was really cool, and I felt I feel that way all the time, like looking at the Brooklyn and Bridge. And I felt like, like there could have been more like that, yeah. more moments of him being like, what "Oh, an look at how feet, yeah." You um, know, all these things that he's he's in he's at this era of New York that is so interesting, and to be thrust into the future, you know, and to see the echoes of the past and what has changed, that could have been really cool, but it's just not. Uh, it's just not there it could be because there. yeah i mean there is so much there is so much interesting architecture in new york and him going into that building that his home and seeing things were the same i mean all of that was i i loved that stuff yeah well the budget of this movie was 48 million dollars 48 oh, million dollars wow. the opening weekend was about 10 million dollars but it did make back its money. It made back uh, it made back forty seven million in the domestic box office. It made mm. a worldwide gross of seventy six million. The top three movies of two thousand and one are Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Shrek, and Monsters Inc. This came in hundred and eight out of all the movies in two thousand and one. It was beaten by the Fast and Furious, Swordfish, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Wow, I guess this wasn't that much of a hit. And the movie beat uh, Rockstar on the line 
and glitter. So mm. uh, that's this. Um, another fun uh, fact is this movie also shot right out in front of my house, and I remember them uh, shooting it oh, for a funny. scene that I did not see in the film. So uh, again, uh, on the on the cutting room floor uh, for a great scene on. Uh, I wonder, I'm I'm so curious. It sounds like there was potential. I bet there was a good script for this movie, which is why all these great actors signed on to it. Mm. And then something happened, you know, Uh, uh, some series of things happened because the movie that is a result does not warrant the level of both money poured into it and the talent that was attracted by well, it. Well, here is something interesting. Uh, an early version of the screenplay, Leopold is accidentally transported through time in an actual time machine developed by a group of scientists that include Kate. Uh, they have a child of whom Leopold is unaware huh. and eventually reunite during the Roaring Twenties. Sounds like a way better movie. It's an interesting movie. Here's one other thing that I thought uh, you might have... Paid it, might have seen. I don't know if you picked this up, but in this movie, Meg Ryan plays a character named Kate. She played Kate in French Kiss. And in You Got Mail, she plays Kathleen, whose nickname is Kate. And in Restoration, she was Catherine, another Kate. So this is her uh, fourth <laughs> Kate performance uh, of all those films. That's funny. Uh, so that's that's some of the, uh, the stuff there. And... Um, uh, yes. So that is, uh, Four, all I'm, I'm still blown away that it cost $48 million. That's wild. I guess it's a lot of for location, this. a lot of, location but it makes, shoes. it makes sense. You know, it looks good. It looks good. James Mangold. It does a good job. It and looks good. By the way, a very tr- rare, trying. uh, a very rare, uh, difference that we always talk about here. Uh, uh, Meg Ryan, 39, Hugh Jackman, 31. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So a little reverse, uh, you know, a little reverse uh, romantic. You normally have the older man going after a very young woman. Uh, all right. So Jason June, would you recommend huh. people seeing this movie? What would you What would you say? The, <clears throat> I, I would say no. I think there are so many, so many better rom coms that I think you, you would enjoy watching more. This This was neither. Neither did this. Yes, it was kind of a mess, but it also didn't satisfy my kind of what I want out of a rom-com. You know what I mean? There are just way better romantic comedies that I would say watch instead. Uh, June? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've, I've, rem- I've seen this movie like circling around for years and it's. It, I remember when it came out and I'm glad I got my eyes on it. But, um, you know... <laughs> It just, it, yeah, it just, it's not like some hidden gem. No. No, I think the, 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 what was fun was watching all the different people pop up, like Spalding Gray, Kristen Schaal, Spalding Gray, who I think is eating grape nuts out of the box, which is a a hard (laughs) food to kind of uh, chow down on. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I would also recommend that I wouldn't say it's, it, look, after Voyage of the Rock Aliens, anything is is hard to oh kinda, my God. you know follow up to that. Um, watch that immediately. Watch it again. Watch um, that instead. And we've talked about shirts. You know, we talked about June uh, silhouette over the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh I yeah, love bridges, I love bridges. But also maybe there's a uh, fun fun the continuity to police or uh, oh a yeah C, or a <laughs> yeah. CP uh, CPD police. Uh, I don't know. Tell us what you think, and uh, we'll get one started there. Uh, uh, we'll get one out there. <laughs> um, all right. So June, anything you'd like? to to uh, pitch, talked about anything? Um, check out the deep dive with Jessica Sinclair, one of your How Did This Get Made faves. Um, yeah, just go ahead and we're using different language, I guess, on Apple Podcasts right now, but instead of subscribing, follow it. Follow the show on Apple. Oh, oh I like that. 
Uh, I don't. I, I don't like the idea of well, encouraging people to follow us. Well, that's what's us. happening, Jason. It's no. They're no longer follow saying us. subscribe. They're saying yeah, follow, follow us. Follow. Yeah. Follow. <laughs> Get right in line from a respectful distance. Uh, Jason, anything you got going on? Well, um, I mean, uh, no. I, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm really loving this Reacher show on Amazon. Ooh, you know, Jason, people uh, which have is asked fantastic. Us, people have asked us to start doing a, a mini Reacher podcast where we just talk about Reacher. Now, it's June awesome. got me into Reacher. I'm very excited to watch it. The the show is fantastic. The movies are not. So don't you, if lest you think you need to have seen the movies, these are completely different, separate things, completely different interpretation of the character. It's a blast. Uh, uh, I, 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 and to be clear, I have no involvement in it whatsoever. I'm just enjoying it. Well, uh, to, um, to, yeah, to plug something I, I have not involved yeah. in, but I will also say, uh, get yourself to a movie theater and see Jackass Forever. Uh, oh. It is such a fun, fun like great experience. I just rewatched the first three jackasses. I did too, uh, and, and uh, they are you really. It, they made me laugh so fucking hard. They're great. I, I will say this: uh, you will fall in love with a man named Poopies. His name is Poopies. Poopies. Poopies okay. is a new character in the Jackass oh, franchise, and and uh, Dave uh, and 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 Danger Aaron. Danger Aaron is is probably oh, sure. my favorite uh, of all of them. But uh, yeah, so definitely check out. Oh, that's uh, funny. Jackass. And, um, uh, you know, Brian Cox was on Unspooled, and that was a really fun inter- interview to talk to him about Ooh, his cool. three favorite films. And uh, we got him to do like a rhyming couplet from a Danny Kaye movie, which was kind of fun to see him do. He just wants to do comedy. Brian Cox. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, really fun. Um, all right, everybody. So uh, we will see you. Uh, next time on the show but if you want to continue this conversation please do uh, in our mini episode Jason and I will be on that next mini episode talking about all of our stuff probably talking about Reacher and, and more um, call me about any of your problems you can ask me and Jason a question you can ask me about your life your love your parenting whatever I'm going to try to give you some answers uh, Devin and Cody will chime in as well if you have questions for them uh, give me a call at 619-PAUL-ASK P-A-U-L ASK, 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. And uh, tune in for that and so much more. But a big thank you to our entire team, our super producer, Cody Fisher, our per-movie-picking producer, Avril Halley, our audio engineer and all-around jack-of-all-trades, Devin Bryant, our producer, Molly Reynolds, art by Kyle Waldron, and, of course, the ghost of Craig T. Nelson. That's Zach McAleese on Instagram. And... July Diaz, who makes sure the episode sounds good, coming from us to you, getting it all done. Make sure to visit us at tpublic.com, and we will see you next week for our mini-episode. And join in the conversation on the Discord, which is going on all the time at discord.gg slash hdtgm. Bye for now. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.